this is the greatest constitutional crisis in the history of the Republic, save perhaps the Civil War. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that are uh, if you're on the live stream, um, it's okay. We just have a couple of uh, we have a, an offset here because um, uh, we were unable to connect with uh, Sydney Powell, my next guest on Zoom, but I have her on audio, and that's okay. But I wish you could see me right now. Uh, although this is the first time she's coming on the show, uh, it is the first time I I actually put a tie on for the first time in ten years. I left corporate America. <laughs> I. I, I I left corporate America. I got rid of my suit and tie. I said, my, my country needs me. This is 10 years ago. I said, the media is lying to everybody. And I went up against the Obama administration. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to dress like average Americans. And I, I, I went to work. And uh, we built the show. And here I am 10 years later, back in a suit and tie again. Not to suck up to Sydney Powell. I have tremendous respect. And I'm going to open up this way, uh, Sydney. without, I mean, you're... Your your resume, the work that you've done, you as an author, uh, someone right now who I believe to be uh, fighting for our nation on all of our behalfs. Uh, but as an officer of the court, I have so much respect for your legal work and the integrity of your work. Uh, when you wrote that book, License to Lie, uh, I'm, I'm a living example. I don't know if you know anything about my story, but I, very briefly, uh, just about everything that you exposed as to the corruption within the Department of Justice, uh, I've suffered through as a victim. I was made a political prisoner, uh, almost in the same fashion at a much smaller level than General Flynn. I mean, they, they sought after President Trump. You saw how they, uh, they went after and took away his due process rights. But you've, you've always been a fierce advocate. How long ago did you write License to Lie? When, when did you decide as a former prosecutor that you were going to expose some of this corruption? I wrote it in 2013 and published it in 2014. Mm-hmm. And but the events in it that I realized were problematic and indicative of this huge problem go back as far as 2001 with the creation of the Enron Task Force during the Bush administration mm-hmm. and the appointment of hand-picked prosecutors by Michael Chertoff and Bob Mueller and others within the Bush administration, prosecutors they called terrorists of prosecutors, which is not what a prosecutor is supposed to be. Mm. A federal prosecutor, at least the way I was raised as a federal prosecutor in nine different U.S. attorney's offices under U.S. attorneys from both political parties Mm. for over 10 years in three districts across the country, were always taught us that your job is to seek justice, not convictions. It was Mm. never about putting somebody's scalp on the wall or taking down this company or that company or this highbrow person or that. It was always about prosecuting a real crime in an ethical fashion mm-hmm. and seeking justice. Yes, that, that's right. That is not what any of these prosecutors are about. No, and and, uh, and when I mentioned it, but by the way, I'm the, uh, the the well, I've spoken to attorneys that said that they didn't win two federal trials. I'm not, I'm not sure if you followed the Bundy trials, but but we won. We defeated them. Got it a, an acquittal in Oregon and a dismissal. Uh, in uh, in nevada and it was through prosecutorial misconduct uh withholding exculpatory exactly. evidence fabricating a 302 report on me doing stuff like that they got caught right it, fortunately but uh, okay now here's to my next point because let's fast forward um 
I came away from all that and I said, I need to go to work because these same people that are in power, abusing their power, using the full force of the government, are now going after the president of the United States. Same exact methodology that they employed at a smaller level with us. They were just doing it to President Trump. Um, these um, Exactly. In right. fact, the villains in License to Lie um, became part of the Mueller task force the special counsel operation, yes. or other roles, and I watched them all promoted to high-powered positions in the Obama administration before that, mm. and I went, what in the world? That's when I realized we had a uni party, and we needed somebody like President Trump to turn everything in D.C. upside down and shake it out. Yes, Sydney, I, um, uh, I can imagine you looking at this, you know, writing about this, uh, being exposed on, uh, you know, on the inside, uh, trying to do your darndest. Uh, and by the way, today I noticed that um, uh, you were awarded um, uh, recognition for being one of the top five attorneys in the world. And it's on law.com. Um, and, and, and oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, that just, uh, that's, well, you know, it's very difficult to go on the internet and find really good stuff written about you these days. Uh, as I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. Right? And you laugh about that. That's yeah. not an insult. We know that that's know. a high honor. It's hilarious. <laughs> yep. It, yeah. it, it just cracks me up. <laughs> I, went, I went from being uh, one of the most respected attorneys in the country with an absolutely stellar reputation for over 40 years, and all of a sudden one day I woke up and became a conspiracy theorist because I identified what was actually happening. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because just like I think we can, we can use the analogy that... Um, uh, you know, uh, orange man bad, okay, did not lose an election. I've yep. taken a look at the forensic evidence out of Andrew. I've had uh, uh, Matt DiPerno on the show. I've had um, uh, all the people that uh, uh, Mike Lindell has been featuring. So I'm saying that uh, President Trump has, has not, he's one of the uh, most recognized brands in the world. And there are t hundreds of millions of people worldwide that love him. I think the same thing applies to you, that although... A small group of leftists want to demonize you on the internet does not mean that you're loved by a whole heck of a lot of people in America for the work you're doing. So there's there's two separate I things that are going that, on. I appreciate that, and I feel yeah. that every day. Yeah. Yes, yes. The real people that run this country, that make this country work, the engine of this country, yes. they know uh, what I'm doing, and they know I'm doing it for them. Yes. Because we, the people, are those who, to, to whom this government is supposed to belong mm -hmm. and, and to run it. We have been deprived of that for I don't know how many decades now, but it's got to stop. We have to return the power to the people to whom the Constitution gave it and take it away from all these corrupt, petty tyrants that have been running the country for the last couple of decades. Yes. Now, uh, in the essence of time, I have you for 30 minutes, so I'm going to get to brass tacks here because people want to hear from me. They have a tremendous amount of respect uh, uh, for you. Uh, through this whole experience, uh, all the way to this, we'll talk about the Supreme Court uh, rulings and what the next steps are. But through this this whole experience, you've never given up despite uh, all the attacks. Uh, you've gone through and worked with a great group of patriots is what I'm trying to get to. Because there is a team of patriots that has been formed through this whole thing. Leaders, including President Trump on the other side of this thing. Uh, let me say this and you can speak to this. If President Trump hadn't lost... Um, lost uh if what happened on november 3rd hadn't taken place we would have never known about all this corruption if he just won it would have just been buried and swept under the carpet if he you know accidentally defeated their system that's a there's a blessing in disguise but there's a whole group of patriots right now 
that exists. People with high integrity in the legal system, like you know Matt Perno, yourself. You've got General Flynn. Uh, you still have Patrick Byrne. Of all the people that you met, um, right now there, there there's of this leadership team that's formed. Who are these people that you most respected and admired for the work that they did uh, working through this? Well, Patrick Byrne and Michael and Bell are probably two of the biggest standouts because they have put their money as well as their hearts and souls into this entire endeavor. Mm. I mean, they have spent millions, each of them, to try to give us opportunity to find the evidence that we need, um, get us the teams we needed, the computers we needed, whatever needed was needed to get it, the job done. Mm-hmm. And they have both been tireless and beyond generous in their willingness to, to help in every way they possibly could, and they still are. And then, of course, General Flynn has, has put his heart and soul into it, trying to just organize people and, and marshal resources to help mm. and be a moral support to me as much as anything. I, I can never thank him enough for that. And, I, and, and there are lots of unsung heroes, people that don't want to be named for different reasons. Sure. Our, our tireless group of lawyers and uh, people who just stepped up to volunteer to do research and all kinds of different things that were needed. Mm. It's, it's been amazing. And then there are millions, millions of prayer warriors out there who I know and, and tell me or write me or send me notes or cards or presents, uh, flowers. I mean, people have been so kind and generous. It is really very humbling for me, and I, I'm honored that people have the trust in me that they do and, and pray for me like they do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and I didn't want to put you on the spot to exclude anybody, but you just said, uh, you know, especially those two important names. And we've had uh, uh, Patrick Byrne on the show and Mike Lindell. Mike, Mike both of them still working uh, feverishly to get uh, the truth to the American public. Now, um, of, of, of all of the corruption that you've seen about all the things that were broken in the uh, in the DOJ level, Seeing what happened at the Supreme Court, where they won't even let the evidence come through, where they won't, as a uh, a court of original jurisdiction, they won't settle disputes between states. They refuse to settle matters like that. Have you ever seen the Supreme Court as corrupt as, as it is? Right? If you don't mind me calling it corrupt, you can clean me up if you no, wish. No, well, there are all different kinds of corruption. If nothing else, it's morally corrupt, uh, intellectually corrupt, or... Um, I don't know, unpatriotically corrupt. I'm, I'm not sure what to call it, at the very least, because this is the greatest constitutional crisis in the history of the Republic, save perhaps the Civil War. And for them not to act in a timely fashion before January 6th to actually examine the evidence of the fraud, which no court has ever done, by the way, the only court that comes close is the one in Antrim County, Michigan, and that court is allowing additional discovery. That's where Matt DiPerno, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. has simply shown as the, the lone wolf who is willing to put his name and reputation and everything on the line to try to get to the truth of what was seen in that county by his plaintiff, Mr. Bailey. And there are other lawyers around the country, Lynn Wood and uh, some people in, in Georgia that have tried to do all they can to get it out, we have been met by massive, well-funded, coordinated resistance, 
endless personal attacks that are absolutely baseless, mm. uh, efforts to take our law licenses away from us. The Michigan uh, Attorney General and Governor and Secretary of State actually held a press conference against me declaring they were going to try to take my law license and raised funds off of it for their own benefit, their own political benefit, simply because we filed a suit in Michigan that raised constitutional issues of a significant magnitude and produced massive evidence of fraud. Mm. We are still getting new evidence every day. There may be some significant developments in the next several weeks, depending on how long it takes us to get what we need and want to proceed in a different direction. But we are not giving up. We're not going to be intimidated. The more flack I take tells me I am just dead square over the target, right. and I will not be deterred by it. Excellent. Now, now, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to ask you a question, because there's a lot of dis- disinformation out there, and we do our absolute darndest to, to say, you know, President Trump is not going to land a UFO at the Capitol and come out and save the world. Uh, that's unconstitutional. Right, and I am not working in front of a military tribunal, and there is no plan other than the one I have right. to try to get something done here. That's yeah. right. That's right. And, and I just said it before he came on. It would be unconstitutional to just say, oh, there was an illegal, uh, fraudulent uh, election. Uh, uh, if the military were to actually take over and have all that evidence, uh, we would have to have another election. You can't just plug President Trump back in because it would be unconstitutional, wouldn't it? Unless it was revealed in such a manner as to what the vote count actually was of of valid ballots. I mean, Uh. I can conceive of a factual scenario in which that would be possible. Mm. For example, there are 404,000 ballots in Georgia Georgia that don't have a chain of custody. Right. So if you take those out, I don't know what kind they are or where they are, but if you took those out and the remaining vote were, you know, put Trump in the in the leadership position, then it might be possible to declare Georgia for Trump. I, I don't know. It depends on where the votes fall and how the facts actually shake out. It is it. I'm going to ask you this. Uh, Matt DiPerno uh, has been on. He's been giving us great updates. I've taken a look at his forensic evidence. Is that not the most important case as it relates to, like, Dominion voting machines and really having forensic evidence done by qualified investigators? Isn't that the most important case? Uh, that's proceeding through the courts it's right now? It's the most important case that's alive right now, although there's one that's a close second in Georgia. And, of course, the Arizona legislature right now is mm-hmm. on the verge of ordering a full-scale forensic audit, mm-hmm. which I expect will turn up at least a half million <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, fraudulent votes in Arizona. Wow. Well, okay. Uh, so for those that lost hope when the Supreme Court refused to see any of these cases... There, we're, we're still, I say we, we the people are still proceeding forward and we're not going to stop exposing the truth about what happened on November 3rd? Exactly. I will not quit. Our team for DefendingTheRepublic.org is working every day, very long hours, to do everything we possibly can to bring the truth to the forefront. And then we have additional cases we expect to file soon that will make that known to the public. You know, for legal strategy reasons, there's probably probably a lot of cards that you held close to the vest because it, it has to go through, you know, you have to go through proper due process and everything. Uh, if you were given the opportunity to present evidence at the Supreme Court, that evidence still exists, uh, d- does it not? I mean, it still needs to come forward and it still needs to be exposed 
somehow, some way. How do you do that without the Supreme Court? Exactly. How, how do you do that? Um, we file we filed a certain kind of case where it needs to be filed, mm. and upon our filing of that case, it will be apparent. Okay, right, that's excellent news. How about the the states uh, themselves? Because we do have this division between blue states and and red states. Do are are these states going to be doing uh, uh, filings themselves and and rectify some of these election fraud issues that we've had in certain states? Are there are they powerless? I think it's entirely possible that the, that there will be actions in certain states, perhaps even to recall their electors. Hmm. One thing people don't understand is that fraud vitiates everything. It. You know, contracts can be set aside because of fraud. An election can and should be set aside because of fraud. It's just a matter of having an opportunity to prove that fraud. The fact that no judge has examined the evidence I find particularly appalling, mm. and it tells us how far and wide and deep the evil is that is behind this entire coup. And make no mistake, it was a coup. No doubt about without it. Without a shot being fired. It was a coup. Even as the evidence... It was uh, organized, it mm -hmm. was calculated, it was funded. It has been planned for well over a year. It may have been planned for a number of years. This is not the first election they've stolen, and it won't be the last unless we fix this right now. We cannot put it off any longer. We have to face the music. It's going to affect people in both political parties. That's why there's so much opposition to the work that we're doing, that and the fact that it involves trillions of dollars of global wealth and no telling how many tyrants in other countries have been installed by this very method. Uh, it, I know it happened in the Philippines. It's happened in other countries. Yes. So all the voting machines throughout the country are subject to being uh, subject to being set for fractionalized voting, which is one of the means of fraud that happened here. Trump votes were weighted like three quarters and biden votes were weighted one and a quarter <laughs> no vote should come out at 0.75 or 76 hmm. that is contrary to supreme court precedent it's got to be completely changed we have to go back to paper ballots to id for citizens only to a rigorous method of making sure that only citizens in this country vote vote one time and their vote is counted the way they intended it, that the vote reflects the will of the people, not the will of some person running the computer. That, that's right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears here in a second. I do want to highlight this because uh, myself, as a, you know, a concerned you know, citizen about what was going on, I was shocked to find out that my vote was offshored uh, through the election. I was like, what? Really? Is that really happening? Right. I was shocked. And then I started doing research. And I think, and I'm, I didn't do anything special that everyone else should be doing themselves individually. You need to be doing the research. Like when I mentioned Lord Malik Brown, I mean, I literally went down the rabbit hole and I found out that they've been building this system that they've employed against us, this vote rigging system. You know, they've been overthrowing other countries. Uh, Lord Mal oh, Malik yep. Brown mm -hmm. through smart. Ma this is not a conspiracy theory. His own words I've used no. where he said that, uh, right. yes, we've got a relationship between Smartmatic and, um, uh, in his own words, that is. So the information has been out there. We have to do the proper proper research. Let me, like I said, in the essence of time, I only have you for, for 30 minutes. This is an important question uh, because this coup d'etat uh, also began way back when. Uh, uh, A.G. Barr, actually, when he left, when he left office... Uh, I have forgotten about four laptops that he should have in his right-hand drawer, you know, from the Wiener laptop. 
to the Seth Rich laptop, to the Imran Awan laptop, to the Hunter Biden laptop. This is not conspiracy theory. We know that they have right. taken possession of these laptops, and a basic investigation should have revealed a whole heck of a lot of information. Um, exactly. Does it perplex you that uh, this stuff has never come forth? We're talking about serious crimes that are contained on those laptops. Are they not? Oh, it, 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 no, it doesn't perplex me anymore. The FBI apparently took possession of all that material to bury it instead of prosecuting the real criminals. But I also know that one of the big problems is that certain people within the intelligence community, for lack of a better description, took our own intelligence-gathering apparatus and directed it against American citizens mm. to create blackmail material. So we have a lot of people in our governments that are either bought by the Chinese, threatened by the Chinese, extorted by the Chinese, or extorted and threatened by our own intelligence community to do whatever it is that those people that are behind the scenes actually running things want done. Mm -hmm. And all that crap has got to be cleaned up and out. And the government given back to we the people. We're supposed to have a citizen government, not a government of political elites that puts up barbed wire to protect themselves from the citizens. Correct and me. leaves the border open for all the criminals and everything else to come in without any regard for those who work hard to pay their taxes and make this country run. Yeah, open the border again. This is an Obama trick. He did the same thing. I was right. down on the border. He had, they had Guatemalans coming over the border. They were human and sex trafficking. I had literally oh, spoke they had to the Iranians coming across the border. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have video of it, too, by the way. I was at the Phoenix bus station, and there were Middle Eastern guys being let off the bus, just dumped out into the middle of the street on, under the Obama administration. Uh, okay, uh, Sydney, I, right. cor correct me if I'm wrong, uh, if, I'm, if I'm wrong here. Um, the... The investigation, okay, into potential problems with electronic voting machines, there was an investigation in Texas that was taking place. And they literally said, we're not going to use Dominion voting machines. They conducted a pretty thorough one. There was also an executive order that the president signed that said, um, you know, after the election, if there's any evidence of foreign interference, I'm not going to go into the every detail. Whatever happened to that investigation that it was in motion since 2018 it wasn't like november 3rd was the first time we heard of potential election fraud uh this is not brand new is it apparently that was no it's not brand new it happened in 2016 it happened in 2014 it happened as far back as 2004 as best we can tell to varying degrees in varying places it's simply been buried all along there are scads of people that know what's going on and turn a blind eye to it for one reason or another. Like I said, it affects people in both political parties at different levels of our government in different ways. It's all just as dirty as it can be. Okay, so that, uh, let's say, we obviously it's been set aside, the, the executive order, there's probably not going to be any action taken in that regard. So when that system breaks yeah, President down... President Trump's failure to take action on that is is a very uh, sad day in American history. Oh, okay, that's what I wanted to hear from you. Uh, there were certain things that he could have done. Um, I, I I know that the insurrectionists that were burning cities down at a certain point in time these were truly insurrectionists that were trying to influence you know the the political game. Obviously, Orange Man bad and 
and and trying to uh, uh, to harm America, and they did so in the billions of dollars. Why did he not invoke the Insurrection Act? He had the opportunity to, didn't he? I think there were any number of times he should have invoked it, certainly mm-hmm. with respect to Chaz and Chop and, and whatever those things were. It, it didn't even have to be invoked in a broad way. It could have been invoked in the nearest way possible to mm-hmm. shut down those clear, declared insurrections. But the people the president chose to have around him, his entire term in office for the most part, mm-hmm. were people, frankly, from the other side that were not interested in the rule of law or preserving this republic. They were either feathering their own nests or working for the left or simply misguided or fearful or whatever. Mm-hmm. But throughout his term, they treated President Trump unlike any other president as if he were different and not in a good way. Hmm. So, so to, to my question, uh, and we can, uh, we don't want to go too far uh, down this rabbit hole. But at, at a certain point in time, when the the commander in chief fails to act to protect and preserve the Constitution of the United States, I mean, really, you're lo- you're looking at that, especially if he was questioning whether or not there was election fraud. Um, the Supreme Court um, uh, doesn't uh, fulfill their duties and obligations. The DOJ is corrupt. The FBI is corrupt. The CIA's corrupt at what point i mean do, does the military have any say so whatsoever or, or are they just uh, just taking orders from the executive branch uh they according to the letter put out by the joint chiefs of staff they apparently take orders from the executive they deem that executive to be mr biden who shall forever have an asterisk by his name because yes. we all know he is not president of the united states he was not duly elected it was the most fraudulent election in the history of the world, probably, mm-hmm. and one of the greatest crimes perpetrated in the world. So they would only take action if uh, the uh, President Biden with an asterisk uh, takes action as the commander-in-chief. Is that correct? Yes, and of course he's not going to take himself out. I can't mm-hmm. imagine the military, and we also have major issues with the military itself being as uh, politically corrupted, if not otherwise corrupted, as the other institutions of government that mm-hmm. have completely failed to protect the rule of law in mm-hmm. this republic. Okay, now there are a lot of people that are hearing those very sobering words, but guess what? I'm so optimistic, and I and I know that, uh, and I set aside all the rumors about, you know, uh, Trump rolling in on a carriage and saving the world and being re-inaugurated. Not happening. Not, it's, not, it's not only not happening. It's just not, not real. There, it, I never saw it as being real, and time uh, came and, and, and left. But I'm very optimistic that we can take the right steps going forward here. I'm a constitutionalist. I mean, we can restore our constitutional republic by purging the whole system. We need to get people in office, uh, take the House back, take the Senate back. Am I on the right track here to say that we need to get rid of these establishment uh, political cronies that are you know, their, their wealth is just astronomically off the charts compared to how much they're getting paid. Just replace them with good America First candidates. Is that the way to go? That's part of the way to go. First, we have to demand elimination of the voting machines, go back to paper ballots, go back to ID for citizens that are, that are allowed to vote. Uh, limit the amount of voting days to something reasonable. I would think three or four days would be a reasonable time for everybody to find to get out and vote. 
allow absentee ballots if there's truly a reason for an absentee ballot, but certainly none of this mail-in voting. That should never have been allowed in the first place. That COVID provided cover for the mail-in vote, which was a massive aspect of the fraud that enabled them to stop the counting and then backfill. There were so many Trump supporters that poured out to vote for the president that they broke the algorithm they had pre-programmed into the voting machines to shave votes from Trump and give them to Biden. And that's why they had to stop the voting in those states the night of the election before Trump got to 270, which he was clearly going to, and in a blowout, a landslide election. So they had to stop the counting there and then backfill with the fake counterfeit ballots. It, it was apparent to anybody who was paying attention. We've got mathematical and statistical evidence that proves beyond any doubt mm-hmm. that it simply could not have happened without the machines being recalibrated to do the dirty work. Yes, the um, um, the, the uh, machines. And by the way, we've gone to work, and I've been suggesting to everybody because. Uh, if we rely upon one man, uh, whether it be the well, President Trump, any president serves for four to eight years. We have an entire life to live. Presidents come and go. The power truly is in we the people, because if we're to fix this stuff, it's going to be up to us, all the supporters of President Trump. We can't put all the onus on one one man. It's up to we the people to get this thing fixed. So Exactly. And what we really voted for on November 3rd was freedom. We voted for freedom against fascism. That was what our choices were. Now we're seeing the effects of fascism. When corporate America is enforcing leftist, socialist, communist policy, that is the true definition of fascism. Yes. Couple. So when Facebook and Google and YouTube and everybody suppresses freedom of speech, that yes. is totalitarian, authoritarian fascism. Yes, and we don't allow that here in the United States. Now, uh, one final question here. Uh, well, not a final question, and then I want to make sure that we give out your links, and I want you to give us all marching orders as to what we can do to uh, continue to help uh, support your efforts. If everything was done legally and it was certified as lawful and constitutional by, you know, VP Pence on January 6th and all that stuff, is there? if everything was done properly and in accordance with the law, why would they ever have to pass new legislation as in H.R. 1? And H.R. 1, do you think it's going to be passed? Two-part question there. Why do they have to pass new laws if they were doing all the right things? H.R. 1 essentially made November 3rd legal, isn't it? Yes. H.R. 1 is a disaster for the rule of law for this country writ large. It is illegal in and of itself. It should never be passed, but it looks like it's going to be if it hasn't been already. And that's just absolutely horrific yes they're trying to institutionalize every crime they committed in the process of this year's election that cannot be allowed to stand we have to go back to a government by the people everybody is going to have to get off their sofa and get involved in local politics because that makes the rules for where you live go to your county commissioner's meeting Bird dog them. Bird dog the city council. Bird dog the county commissioners. Bird dog the school board. Everybody can do something. You can make phone calls to help change things. You can write letters. You can write letters to the editor. You can talk to all your neighbors about these issues. It's got to be the forefront of conversation. We cannot simply think that everything's going to be okay and that we don't have to do anything more like I used to think for years. I mean, everybody's busy. 
all good people are trying to take care of their kids and pay their bills and put food on the table and get their kids to school or now have to homeschool them or whatever. But we've all got to do a bit more. We've got to dig deep and we've got to take affirmative action to take control of our government for ourselves again. Yes. I think now on the other side of this thing, we're much better informed. Um, uh, as I said, pre if President Trump had won, we would never know about all this stuff. So we can still go forward exposing the truth about what was discovered on November 3rd. I think we're be much better organized as a group of patriots uh, out there, better informed with the forensic evidence. Now going forward here, uh, as you already know, we did, you know, right when you're in the middle of everything. Obviously, we couldn't bring you on the show at the time uh, because of all the work that you were doing. But we did a, a fundraising auction. And within several hours, we raised like five almost five thousand uh, dollars general flynn donated his books and we auctioned those off i want to continue to do that because we the people can fund this thing you know uh mike lindell and and patrick burn uh it was it was a nice little kickstart but it's up to we the people to continue uh, to fund this thing going forward what do we need to do to support your efforts um from here on out. We've, we've established or we're, we're applying for C4 status for defendingtherepublic.org, which is the litigation and advocacy arm of the work we're trying to do. And we're creating a super PAC called Defending the Republic PAC. Mm. I think the website is dprpac.com that will be up hopefully within a week or so. We're asking for donations no more than $200 annually per person to that PAC because we want it to represent the people as opposed to massive corporate interests. Sure. We want to give voice to the 80 million people or more who voted for President Trump only to see that vote wiped away by this massive fraud. And we want to address the issues that pertain to our freedom, whether it's masks or the abuse of authority by governors in this whole pandemic cover. Hmm. or any other issue that's important to the people. I, now, we're going to end on this note, and I just want uh, i want you to take it in somewhat of a humorous way, but at the same time, it's a very real possibility as to what we can do here. Dominion voting machines or electronic voting machines. I've been asking everybody to call uh, their election uh, officials, ask if they have any electronic voting machines that have access to the Internet uh, or have Chinese components installed in them, and to volunteer. We've, co we've come together with a group of people. I'm going to hold it up here on the screen. Uh, volunteer, we call us the Sledgehammer Brigade, and we will volunteer if called upon to do so to smash those machines if the election offices want us to do so. That, that's, uh, I hope you're laughing at that. I hope you're not laughing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, we need well, to get rid of the uh, voting well, machines, the problem's don't we? More wide, yeah, the, <laughs> all the machines, not just the Dominion ones, all the machines have the same, according to one of our witnesses, all the machines have the same DNA. So they're all where they can be manipulated with an algorithm or by another computer. Yeah. So it's not just uh, Dominion. We need to get away from computerized voting completely and go yeah. back to paper ballots. Absolutely. It's a lot less expensive too. It it, it certainly is, and uh, yeah, and and I'm, I'm glad you did chuckle because anytime I've said a joke to my attorney and they didn't laugh, I got uh, I got concerned. So thank you very much for joining in with me. But yeah, a lot of work that needs to get You're done. You're welcome, uh, Sidney Powell, uh, defendingtherepublic.org. I give you my commitment. We're a small and and small only because of all the censorship, of course, of course, but a small but mighty group. We've got access to text messaging. We're independent of these Silicon Valley platforms. We're agile. We're going to, and I say we're all in 
to support you. General Flynn, Patrick Byrne, Mike Lindell, uh, we're all in to help you every step along the way. Just know that, okay? So thank you for your service to our country. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank your audience, and thank you for all the prayers, too. Oh, thank you. We uh, pray for you uh, daily. Uh, by the way, uh, each and every day we begin, I'm a conservative talk show host. They said we couldn't pray or we couldn't say the pledge. We begin every day with a prayer and a pledge because they say that we can't, and that's the fight that we're in. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, I... Uh, there we go. Sobering news, real news, raw and real. Um, certainly uh, not, um, you know, as I said, uh, we need to speak of reality. We need to speak of the facts. We're conspiracy realists. There is a grand conspiracy to overthrow the United States of America. We're going to expose that, and it's people like Sidney Powell uh, who are going to lead that charge to do that. I hope you guys enjoy this. Now, we take this segment right here on the rebroadcast, and we have to share this with our friends and family members far and wide. It's up to we the people to get the word out, because you know Google is not going to put it on blast. I can promise you that. YouTube won't. Twitter certainly won't. Uh, It's up to us. All right, we'll be back right after this. I'm hungry. What's to eat? Beans again. Did somebody say hungry? Pistol Beats Jerky at PistolBeatsJerky.com. A herd of delicious flavors. Break Bronco Busting Hunger. Lasso up your order at PistolBeatsJerky.com. Thanks, Pistol Beats. I made it myself. PistolBeatsJerky.com. Tell them Pete sent you. Howdy, gunslingers. Pistol Pete's Jerky is the official jerky of the Pete's Antilles Show. Help me in my effort to get 1 million U.S. constitutions in the hands of as many of our fellow Americans as we possibly can. If you go to PistolPeachJerky.com, we'll send you two free U.S. constitutions autographed by yours truly. Two pocket constitutions, and on top of that, we'll give you access to Chris Ann Hall's Liberty First University constitutional training. Bless the United States of America with the U.S. Constitution and training about our U.S. Constitution. Go to PistolPeachJerky.com. That's PistolPeachJerky.com.